0: Assalamu alaykum. May the peace that only God can give be upon you. Good evening, Radio Islam family. This is your host, Tariq el uh, For those of you who are new to Radio Islam, welcome. We're a live call-in talk show, and we are broadcasting on WCEV 1450 AM. And you might be listening to us on our live stream, where we reach the world at www.wcev1450.com. And there might be some of you folks who are actually checking us out on the TuneIn app. Yes, we are now on TuneIn. So if you go to TuneIn, you just pull up WCEV. You can listen to the live broadcast. And if you'd like to check out the podcast, uh, we're now there as well. So in addition to SoundCloud and Google Play and iTunes, you can find us on TuneIn at Radio Slime USA. That's at Radio Slime USA. All right, uh, for you newcomers, once again, if you have not already done so, keep up with us on social media. Like, follow us. Uh, we're on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter, all at the same username that is at Radio, Radio Islam USA. At Radio Islam USA. Uh, if you have a comment or question that you would like to uh, have injected into our conversation tonight, feel free to give us a call at 312 750 1178. 312-750-1178 Radio Islam family Before we get into tonight's show Our second episode Our second edition of Movie Talk With Bubba and Tariq We want to remind you about the Radio Islam Book Club We've started off with the autobiography Of Malcolm, of Malcolm X As told Alex Haley And if you're reading along with us We'd love to have you join us next Friday uh, If you um, have a comment Or anything that you want to uh uh, have thrown in there, uh, inbox us. Inbox us or send us an email, uh, post us, post on our Facebook page, uh, but we'll be having our in-studio panel discussion on this classic work next Friday. That's January 26th, uh, and feel free to call in for that live broadcast. Now, on to tonight's edition of Movie Talk with Bubba and Tariq. So I'm going to remind you, Bubba Murray is an award-winning writer, director hailing from oak park illinois his background includes receiving the abc writing fellowship writing for desperate housewives participating in the nbc diversity scene showcase twice and being accepted into the fox writing initiative most recently his short film Robox won the best children's film in the 2017 international black film festival bubba serves as both lead content and social media director for burma task force Welcome to another edition I don't have to say welcome no. now right? it's- Now it's like home But right. thank you for that
1: <laughs> wonderful introduction
0: Yes, yes So, tonight we are talking about Guilty pleasures right? Guilty pleasures Either movies that went straight to uh, video or DVD uh, Movies that got bad receptions Or maybe in some cases Movies that uh, maybe we should have outgrown that we haven't Exactly
1: You know, just <laughs> those things that when when someone asks you that about that movie, you want to say it, and then you just cringe a little bit, not because it's bad, but because you, again, you say to yourself, "I can't believe I still like this thing." <laughs> right? But, but that's the reason we we are legitimizing it. It's all good. That's there right. are no bad movies if they make you feel good. There you go. There you go. So you've
0: got the first pick. Okay. So what what are you coming with?
1: Well, I'm bringing out something that's it's sort of a classic, but it's. It's 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 got a little East Coast West or East Coast Midwest vibe, and when I say East, I mean more like Appalachia East. Mm-hmm. So I'm a movie called Next of Kin. Okay, it's a 1984 cop movie that starred Patrick Swayze, mm-hmm. and the plot is Patrick Swayze plays Truman, who's an Appalachian, born in Appalachia, but now he's a Chicago cop. But he's setting out to find the killer of his brother, and meanwhile, one of his other brothers, Brier, uh, played by takens Liam Neeson mm-hmm. decides to find the killer himself. Okay. And so what you have is a cop who is using traditional detective skills versus his Appalachian brother who's using his backward smarts or backward smarts, you know, to, to right. catch the bad guy. And mm-hmm. so there's that's absolutely one of
0: my favorite movies. Okay. And that's uh next of Kin. Next of Kin. Okay. So we've got a little clip that we're gonna play for you, uh, if you have not seen the movie but he, so here here's a trailer for it. Yes. Uh, you, all right. That, yeah, that's insane. Okay. Love you. You believe in the hereafter. <laughs> <laughs> and you know what I'm here after. <laughs> Patrick Swayze is Detective Truman
1: Gates. He's a country boy.
0: We are gonna find Gerald's killer. But he's got some unfinished business in the city. Howdy. I want the man who pulled the trigger. I don't like this, Joy. The family killed his brother. A life for a
1: life.
0: Amen. But they never counted on his next of kin. You mess with my brother, you mess with me. Settled this. Now. Anywhere we want.
1: When these boys head for the city, someone better head for the hills. Yeah! We ain't seen bad yet, but it's coming. <laughs> Next
0: of kin. Okay, so what what about the movie really, um, really got you? Okay, well, I mean, it's Liam Neeson living in that,
1: he lives in a disgusting, like $2 a night hotel in Chicago.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: One bed, but every night he goes out on the prowl, literally hunting down the killers of his brother. I just love to see his, you know, his backwood smarts. Yeah. The traps he sets for people, he, he's not afraid of anything. He will go into a den of mafiosos and just shoot him up with a sawed-off shotgun. That's <laughs> that's the main reason I love that movie. But the other thing that's great about it is that so many great Hollywood stars were in that movie. So I, I mentioned. Uh. Uh. uh
0: was it Patrick? Swayze? Yeah, Patrick Swayze. I'm yeah.
1: thinking ghosts all of a sudden. It's like I saw Luffy yeah, yeah. Goldberg. So, yeah. but it's Patrick Swayze, Liam Neeson, we know them. But also Ben Stiller. Ben Stiller was in that movie.
0: And wow! Now Ben. Okay, now I admit I think I saw this movie right, but I have to. I've got to go back. So, but this is in what the what year is this? Eighty four. Eighty four. That's what I'm thinking. Okay, so late eight, mid eighties, or well, early eighties. Yeah, early mid eighties. So he's. He's a young guy Yeah
1: yeah Actually that's the character he plays He plays the mobster's Or the mob boss's son The okay. reluctant son And who's sort of like a Fredo character mm-hmm. And then he stars Actually the brother who gets killed
0: mm-hmm.
1: Is Bill Paxton So you another yeah. Hollywood grade
0: Yeah yeah He passed last year or year before last?
1: I believe it was last year
0: now, if you don't rem- remember Bill Paxton, anybody, if you're an Arnold Schwarzenegger uh, movie fan, he was the used car salesman that was pretending to be a secret agent in True Lies with uh, um, Jamie Lee Curtis. Yep, yeah. yeah.
1: Also, I'm just throwing him out there, I loved him in uh, Aliens. Yeah, he was yeah. he was my favorite Marine in Aliens. Yeah, because he was the one who just wanted to get the heck off that shit more than anybody else.
0: Right. Before we leave Bill Paxton, I gotta throw one more at you. Okay. I loved him in Weird Science.
1: Oh yeah. Chet.
0: Yeah, Chet. The the bully <laughs> older brother. See, it's 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 so hard because there's so many guilty
1: pleasures. They're they're just gonna kinda yeah. weave in and out some of the other ones. It's that sixth yeah. degree of guilt. <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. But yeah, so I like that and and the other I'd say parts of the movie I like are when, at, well, after Liam Neeson hunts down the guys, mm-hmm. he brings up his whole family. So if you thought it was crazy, if you just have one hillbilly hunting down everything, mm-hmm. once his whole clan comes up there... <laughs> it's it, a wrap. It is. Because <laughs> they've got all these secret powers. You've got the guy with the, with the snakes, the hound dog guy. archer guy so they're all again it's like backwoods Avengers they're out there just really taking care of business but yeah the scene where they throw the bad guy into a school into one of the brothers school buses full of deadly snakes Mm -hmm. that's frightening and hilarious all at the same time yeah (laughs) okay
0: All right. so my first pick is going to be one that is well I'll say this it was. It came in three. Uh, there were three. I'm not going to say versions, but you know, there was a part one, two, and three. Okay. Um. So the never-ending story. Ah. Uh, now, this movie, and I should have got the date for it, but it's also one that I'm thinking it's mid, early to mid '80s. Um, I can find it. Yeah. But. Um, 84. 84. Okay. So, but I'm going to press. I'm gonna, I'm going to preface it with this. Uh, okay, so two and three were not as nearly as good. as They should have stopped at one. That that was my opinion. So she, They should have left it alone at one. But this is something that was really interesting. Um, I've got to tell a quick story. So my father, he would have us watch movies. Mm-hmm. And then after we finished watching the movie, we would sit up and talk for about like an hour, two hours about the movie. And he would tell us to look for messages and look at symbolism and, and um, just why do you think they had this person stand here or why they why did they use this color, or why did you know and it was it was just a complete unpackaging, just a breakdown of the movie, and this is one of those movies that we had uh just so many different discussions on, so if you saw uh the never ending story the number one that means that you're obviously not a millennial um but <laughs> that might mean I, I would recommend you go back to it and look at it, and aside from the what would now be considered cheesy, uh, special effects. And, you know, I don't think there was any CGI at all. (laughs) I don't know. Uh, no,
1: no, I think it was the best they did was some green screen. Yeah. Which barely holds up.
0: Yeah. So they, um, but the movie, the premise of the movie is this little boy who is, um, as I recall, he, he gets a book, and i think it's, it's on a, a, a day where he either skipped or he left school that's what he did he ran out of ran out of school and he winds up with this book somehow and as he's reading the book and this is and this just kind of goes to show you number one this is at a point when kids would actually open up a book <laughs> to pass the time right so he's reading the book and the book is actually talking to him and it it by the time he's halfway through it he realizes that he's actually a part of the book he's this it's a whole universe that's that's expanding whatever but there was this one character in the in the um in the movie it was the the rock monster and he had this wonderful wonderful line all right here we go so this is the from the never ending story they look like
1: big good strong hands don't they I always thought that's what they were. Oh, my little friends. The little man with his racing snail. The night hub. Even the stupid bat. I couldn't hold on to them. The nothing pulled them right out of my hand. I failed No, you didn't fail I'm the one who failed I was the one chosen to stop the nothing But I lost the Orin. I can't find my luck dragon So I won't be able to get
0: beyond the boundaries of Fantasia Okay This is a, a really interesting movie for, for a number of reasons Number one, the antagonist it's something that you actually never see. So the rock monster just mentioned the nothing. It says the nothing snatched him right out of, out of, right out of my hands. Uh, and now we, we cut the clip, actually. We cut it a little, a little short. But he goes on to say that maybe I'll just sit here and wait for the nothing to just come and take me, along, take me away. So That's deep. Yeah, yes, yeah, right. Deep. Now, 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 of course, it's kind of sad. I'm trying to think. 84. How was I in 84? I was like um, was 10 so, um, I don't know if you really should be having uh, the thought, the thought process that what you're looking at is a um, is a destructive social movement. <laughs> the nothing is you know nothing is cold for negative social movements. I think I looked at every movie after that, looking for uh-huh. what is the message. Okay, you know what's the message, and uh, there was just so much in that. Uh, and, and, and also the last thing I'll say about this movie, there was this other character. Which was a wolf uh this big wolf called a gmork, and it's sitting in this cave and it gives this i mean this this, this cold speech uh <laughs> to to this to this, uh little warrior boy, but he calls himself the agent of the nothing and even though the the uh special effects were uh, pretty crappy, but it still scared still scared me. <laughs> You know, at ten or eleven. So, um, yeah, I, I thought that was really interesting that they were able to 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 do a movie where the bad guy was actually never never seen. Yeah,
1: and and I it, I think that's a great
0: guilty pleasure.
1: And the thing about going back and revisiting those movies is you really do have to take it totally in context.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So I can I can see how sometimes it's hard to go back with all the advances in film. Yeah. I mean, they can animate a blade of grass to to look so real. But it's worth it to go back with green screen and animatronics and all and still take a look at the movie because also it's about story and context. Yeah. And I think that's part of it. Yeah. You, you know, it's... With a guilty pleasure, I'd like to get beyond, you know, a script. It may not be a strong script, but somehow that story is going to relate to you, you know, bury into your heart and it's just it's it's going to make a difference.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and, you know, and, and just speaking of it is as, as a and I don't I don't even feel guilty anymore. Yeah. But <laughs> but just speaking of, speaking about it in those terms of being able to go back to movies that impacted you um whether whether it angered you or it made you think uh really this was for me, this is this is on the list because it was one of those movies that I can look back at and see it as a pivotal part of my uh, of my consciousness being and my awareness being expanded. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's it was um it was actually it was a really good movie. Uh, I think I tried to watch get my girls my daughters to watch it, uh-huh. but they how did that they, go? They were not interested. They were not interested. there. <laughs> Anything over thirty minutes. I think we talked about this mm-hmm. last time. Yeah, they have that that shorter. They'll watch a Kevin uh, Kevin Hart and um, and Rock or Jack yeah. Black that yeah. group. Yeah, yeah. They'll they'll watch that stuff.
1: So uh, they were all into Jumanji.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Jumanji was a good movie. Did you see it? I haven't seen it, but I've heard it was really good. Okay. Yeah, yeah. That's probably the funniest that I've seen. The Rock. Oh,
1: that. Yeah, I, that's high praise. I do want to see that. It's it's kind of funny. You uh, mentioned The Rock. It's kind of a. Perfect segue to mm. my next guilty pleasure. Okay. Which is? The, another movie that burrowed deep into my heart mm-hmm. and made me reevaluate or rethink how I look at the world. Okay. And that's Fast Five. <laughs> <laughs>
0: oh, wow. I okay. mean, <laughs> yeah, that's right. Really heavy. That's right. <laughs> Not
1: Fast and the Furious. Mm. Not Fast and Furious 2. Not Tokyo Drift not mm-hmm. Fast and Furious but Fast 5. Now which one was Fast 5? Now Fast 5 is the one where they do the heist in Rio. Okay. And uh yeah, so I'll just give you a quick synopsis of it. I mean, it's you know, it's Toretto and his crew get back together and yeah, they're pulling that they're pulling a huge heist to rob a a uh, Brazilian drug lord. Okay. And that's really all you need to know cuz they've got Fast cars and fast lives, right? So, yeah. Why don't you uh, hit up the uh, tra- uh, the scene that we have? Okay. I, oh, so this scene is one where The Rock comes to arrest uh, Toretto. Okay. And this pretty much uh, the, their banter and their their chemistry together is one of the reasons I love the movie. Okay. All right. Here we
0: go with uh, that clip from Fast the Toronto. You're under arrest. Arrest? I don't feel like I'm under arrest. How about you, Brian? No, not a bit. Not even a little bit. I'll just give it a minute. It'll sink in.
1: One of the reasons I love this movie, aside from it's just something I can just watch over and over again. Sure. I don't really have to think too hard about it. Mm-hmm. You know what you're getting. You're getting right. your cool cars mm-hmm. and races. Yeah. It's sort of like watching a video game. and mm-hmm. that That's how I feel like it was stylized. Uh, one of the cool things about this movie is I feel as far as where it lays in the franchise, this is where Fast and the Furious goes from being a racing genre to a heist genre. Mm. Now every other movie is about the bigger score. First it's money, maybe nuclear weapons, the code. It just becomes bigger, then they have to save the world, but it's always now a big heist. But before that, it was just who's the fastest car. So that's that's one of the reasons I like it. I like where it lies in that fast franchise. Mm -hmm. Uh, Like I said, it's like video game racing. I like uh Gran Turismo uh all those games, so like it gets you in the car, and I like uh the cinematography how from the first fast and the furious, they carried out that theme where you have that shot that goes into the exhaust and then you see the uh, the spark plugs plugs explode, and it's sort of like you're part of the vehicle yeah in the so edge. so this mm-hmm. franchise is the one that started that trend so so I think they in a sense kind of perfected it there, but now when you've got all these characters from the different movies and the, the ones that I really liked, then right. it becomes fun. I went back to it, and, and I'd say again with the chemistry, even as an audience member,
0: I felt I was reuniting with old friends. Yeah, and and again, it's got such a huge following. Oh yeah, uh, and I and I haven't seen all of them. I've pro- I think I've what there are nine of them I think that have been made. Uh, eight, eight, eight of them. Oh, okay, nine is in the works.
1: 9 and 10 are in the works. They okay. will be doing other ones. And I even think they're doing a spinoff with just... Uh,
0: with just The Rock.
1: With The Rock and Jason, Jason Statham.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I heard about that. As a matter of fact, that was at the root, from what I understand, of the, of the uh, much-talked-about Rock and Tyrese beef. Oh. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, yeah. what are you under? Well,
1: that, I mean, that's okay, because when I first heard about the beef, I wasn't sure who it was with, but... I was hoping it wasn't with, you know, Vin Diesel on the rock because those are the two stalwarts. Yeah, those are I'm going to be honest with you. You know, we could – I'm not going to miss uh, Tyrese if he's gone. He, 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 I mean, he is a ah, one ah, I, I can see ah, it. You know, he's he's got a few one-liners, but uh, yeah. he doesn't
0: carry it. No. Uh, yeah. It was the two of them and Paul, uh, Paul, Paul Walker. Okay. That, you know, and, and he passed mm-hmm. – was it last year? I'm losing track of time. No, I, I believe that last. was – was either two him? or
1: three years ago, where he passed and then the movie came out. Yes. Seven came out.
0: Right, right. So That's
1: he passed during the shooting of Seven. Yeah. Then Seven came out, and they've already done Eight.
0: Now, I saw that one. Okay. I saw that one. Now, do you think they do that, that genre of, I guess, combining the heist and the cars better than any other? Well, I mean, first of all, nobody else has done that many movies. It has not become no. a franchise. Yeah. Like, I know, what was it, um... There've been cool car movies or whatever. Gone in sixty yeah, seconds. Yeah, that's that's what I was thinking. Right, uh, Nicholas Cage. Um, Herbie. Yeah, right. Yeah, <laughs> the Love Bug. <laughs> now that you know what that should have been on the list. <laughs>
1: I guess for me though, that's that's such a classic that I feel no guilt about the Love Bug. Yeah. But actually, the reason for me that this is on the list is because, as fun as these movies can be, they are. They are mindless. Yeah, the stories are real simple. They aren't going to challenge you as a viewer. Mm-hmm. It's the, there's the same reason I love them is the same reason a lot of people hate them.
0: Right, right.
1: But that's why I say it's okay. You can still appreciate quality films mm-hmm. and watch a Fast Furious movie. You know, it's okay. I'll, I'll watch Ludacris make a. Make some good jokes in there. You know, it's, it's 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 all right. Yeah. I've accepted it.
0: Yeah. Everything doesn't have to be a mental exercise. So and that's cool. All right, look, Radio Sun Family, if you've got a movie, if you have one of those guilty pleasures, give us a ring. Let us let us know about it. What is yours? Uh three one two seven five zero one one seven eight. That's three one two seven five zero one one seven eight. You are listening to Movie Talk, our second edition. Movie talk with Bubba and Tariq. We're gonna take a short break and we'll be right back. Okay, forest animals, kids are coming to the forest, and it's up to us to make their visit a good one. Sparrow, have you practiced the most popular bird songs for the year? Of course!
1: I knew I was stuck at this kid's house for the night, but those guys snuck up on me to try and pull the hand in a bowl of warm water trick. Well, that was enough for me. I went downstairs to sleep in the basement, even though it was pitch black. I left my sleeping bag upstairs, and that was a mistake because it was freezing. I think it was probably the longest night of my life. To read more about the sleepover, check out Diary of a Wimpy Kid, The Last Straw by Jeff Kenny. Explore new worlds and check out more cool books at your
0: local library and visit read.gov. Brought to you by the Library of Congress and the Ad Council. Assalamu Alaikum. Vision is starting a new initiative to provide crisis intervention to those in need. Through the crisis text line, anyone can text 741 741 and be connected via text to a trained crisis counselor who's there to listen and show empathy. The crisis text line is open to everyone. By texting the keyword salaam, that's salam, that's S A L A M to 741 741, users will be connected to a trained Muslim counselor whenever available. You can also volunteer to undergo training and become a counselor. For more information, visit
1: soundvision.com.
0: Welcome back. Welcome back to Radio Islam. I'm your host, Tariq Alameen. Well, I should say we've got two tonight. This is Movie Talk on Radio Islam with Bubba and Tariq. Uh, if you haven't already done so, Radio Islam family, make sure that you are following us on social social media. Keep with uh, keep up with us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. All at the same username at Radio Islam USA. That is at Radio Islam USA. And remember, you can get the podcast of all of our episodes wherever you get your podcast: uh, iTunes, Google Play, TuneIn. SoundCloud, and you're going to find us all at Radio Islam USA. All right, let's get back into our talk. We are talking about those guilty pleasures, uh, those movies. Well, we haven't talked much about television shows. We might have some time to get into a few of those. But we're talking about about those movies that, you know, we still go back to. Some of them were received negatively. Uh, Some went straight to video or DVD. And most of these kids don't know what, if you show them a VCR today, they wouldn't know what they were looking at.
1: That's alien technology.
0: Yeah, yeah. Did you have, what? did you have VHS or beta? Uh, VHS. VHS. Hey, Brian, do you remember? Beta. VHS. You never yeah. had beta? Yeah. Okay. I remember a few I remember a few folks had beta. Uh, and we thought that that was really cool, but just because, you know, it was different. But, you know, there. I guess none of us really won in that <laughs> so uh anyway so one of the other movies uh that I have is and this is really not a movie I, I don't think it actually did that bad but it's a movie that I watch just because uh, you know I, I like anything that makes me laugh and this is one of those movies I'm I'm a big Will Ferrell uh, fan uh from Saturday night live okay. to uh Talladega Nights, uh, just about everything that he's done, just it's like
1: almost all of his movies can fall in both categories of great movie and guilty pleasure.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So one, the movie that I have is Semi Pro. So I'm going to set this up because we're not going to play the whole clip. We're just going to play a little bit of it for you. But uh, so basically, this is in the 70s. It deals with a, as the name would suggest. Uh, semi-pro basketball. This is in the early stages of basketball becoming the 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 global empire that it is. Uh, this is before that. So this is in the within the seventies, and you got the American Basketball Association, the ABA, and there is a team uh, in Flint, Michigan, called the 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 was it the Tropics. And so there's a there is a guy, a one-hit wonder during the disco era, and he takes his money and he buys this semi-pro team and he is the player he's the he's a coach he's a player he's the announcer but more than anything he is a promoter that's his big thing it's all promotions what can i do to get people in to see the um see the show uh so anyway so that being said let's go ahead and pull up semi-pro you know what okay we're having a having a great time here tonight um. And semi-pro is, is is not coming up. All right, I'm gonna. I'll, I'll tell you. Here it is. Here it is. Here it is. All right. Don't go anywhere. Semi-pro trailer. Okay. All right. Are you with me?
1: We're all here. We're we got you. We got you.
0: Okay. All right. Good. Good.
1: The ABA will be merging with the NBA at the end of this season. Yes! Yes. I'm so happy. I can't even feel my arms. Four teams will be absorbed into the NBA next year. Hey, Jackie, the tropics won't be going. Wait, what did you say? No! You're being woke. Jackie, Jackie, don't bite yourself. You take the four teams with the best records. They should merge. He's right. The season isn't over yet. Exactly. What he just said. Problem is, we suck.
0: You did not deserve that. I know. I apologize. We play fundamental basketball. We can make a run at this. What is this? This is the future of basketball. is our season, and we gonna finish it. Don't worry, guys. I got these. Very good at free throws. Seriously, free throws are probably the best facet of my game.
1: Tomorrow, I, Jackie Moon, will wrestle a bear.
0: If you feel like you're in danger, just say Spumoni. I don't need Spumoni. This is fine. He's not doing anything. (laughs) Jackie Moon! (laughs) Spumoni!
1: Spumoni! Semi-pro. Nobody move. I think he left. Where are you, precious?
0: small child use it as a shield they love the tender meat uh, so, <laughs> so he says <laughs> everybody says grab a small child use it as a shield when the bear, <laughs> when the bear gets out so I mean alright so first I'll tell you what I really love about this movie um, the, the cast number one there's some really talented uh, not necessarily comedians but but comic actors uh and some folks that and with comedy the, the big thing is timing. That's one of the you know, the biggest thing in any telling a joke is how you tell it. So uh Will Arnett is also one of my favorite uh comic actors. Uh and he was in Arrested Development. Um my man from The Ladies Man Tim is that his name? Tim? Oh yeah, uh Meadows, Tim Meadows. Meadows, yeah, Tim Meadows. That actually is on my my guilty pleasure list, uh, <laughs> yeah. But anyway, so but but I love the fact that uh, that there were so many just this ensemble, uh, Andre Benjamin from Outcast, which I might add, uh, is not somebody that a lot of folks expected that would you know would actually transition a, into acting uh, as well as he did, and I, I think he's you know he's done and, a, and, and a, I think job. he proved
1: himself to be able to do comedy too because I, I I think sometimes it might be easier for a person to go into a drama where they don't necessarily have to go for a reaction. They can just let the story take care of itself. Mm-hmm. But in this one, you know, he's really got to hit those lines and, and and hit the scenes, especially if you're going up with someone like Will Ferrell.
0: Right, right. And, um, and who else? Oh, can't forget Woody Harrelson, who I think is probably one of the most underrated. But he just, as a personality, he just seems like He's sort of just him, and uh, it, it, it's almost like. Well, for me, I, I almost confuse him for the character, and that in itself is a mark of a. Yeah, everything for a great him actor. seems
1: very organic.
0: Yeah, yeah, and also I'm going to segue off a little bit, thinking about him going back to Natural Born Killers, uh, which, I mean, if you look at him there compared to him in something like. Um, uh now you see me right. He's like the same guy uh very little well maybe is is he do you think he's playing the same
1: character each time I think what he does is probably just he just plays variations of himself in everything he does because when you throw that out it also then made me think I mean many people were introduced to woody hell i mean to Woody Harrelson and cheers right, but take that and you go to. Uh, uh, the Hunger Games.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: People versus Larry Flint. Yeah, yeah. And 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 I'll say some of his latter films when he really was showing that he was a serious actor. There seemed to be a theme, or just these, these common Woody Harrelson traits uh, about the character. They're kind of blunt. They seem very honest. But yeah, all the characters they they aren't too different from each other. But they all have a distinct point of view and a distinct voice. And I feel like, you know, as people, we do that too. Sometimes you're, you have a good day mm-hmm. and other days, you know, things are more challenging. We're the same person, but we react to things a little bit differently. And someone like Harrelson, I think, it, I mean, I think he's a genius actor. He's able yeah, to take that and control it and then bring it to the characters that he has. And so he can play a real serious role that you just assume, you know, is... Oscar caliber and he can take it and put it into some sort of comedy and just but still grab you and still make you want to see his character and, and I th- follow him.
0: I think he is the he is the realized potential of of Nicolas Cage. Because Nick Nicolas Cage is the same guy in every every movie. I I, I feel like at least I feel like he is. And I, but I like him. I mean, but I don't really see much difference in. Yeah,
1: I think he's got a. They both have a different type of intensity. I and mean, Nicholas Cage is really intense yeah. when you see his his roles, mm-hmm. and you know, from M- Moonstruck, I mean, I'd say that's still one of my favorite Nick Cage roles. You know, early on, but that was, uh, that that was a terrific. Piece of work, and then even a lot of his later stuff. uh, Even was he in Next? Yeah, yeah. So even I mean, so going from the beginning to the latter
0: part, he was he was he was really great in uh, Con Air.
1: Okay. Oh yeah, Con Air was fun. But in these action movies, uh, The Rock, uh, he he has a intensity. But I think when you say the unrealized potential, sometimes I think that that might have been a little harsh. Well, no, no, no. I, I think there's a point in which. He takes it over the line in, in, in the way an actor would want to do to challenge the character. But I think sometimes I can take you, the audience person, out of the show. Right. Because you start th- seeing this guy going crazy versus a character going g- crazy. You see the actor pushing the envelope, yeah. not the character struggling in his situation. Mm-hmm. And I mean, he's still a hugely successful actor. Yeah. But if I, that would be one of the things what, that I would say would hold him back.
0: If you could say a career like his was held back. Yeah, yeah. He, he's, had, he's had a good career. Now, what, okay, so I'm going to go back and I'll just make these few comments on uh, Semi Pro because <laughs> I did lead off talking about Will Ferrell. Um, so, what I loved about this story uh, and the reason I, I'll go back and I'll watch it every so often is that they were really playing not for the contracts they were not playing for um, you know for endorsements these were guys that were playing they were playing a game because because they loved the game they loved basketball uh, and they loved uh, entertaining and they had a guy at the helm who was all showman uh, there was not it, it just seemed like a much simpler, a much simpler time for it, uh, before it became what it is today, and uh, and there's just something really, it's kind of there's something refreshing uh, about that. So um, and then like I said, and also the the cast, you know, Andre Benjamin, uh, Woody Harrelson, Will Arnett, Andy Richter, uh, Tim Meadows, uh, and you know, and there, there's some other folks that I, I can't remember that were in there, but it was it's just a kind of a stripped down. Uh, stripped down story by guys who who love the game with the ridiculous uh coach and owner and in flint also which i thought yeah. was was pretty cool especially considering uh that years later we we would hear so much uh so much negative uh, uh the and struggle you know about flint so so that's that's my that's my pick there who do you uh what what, what do you have left we we got about eh, we got about 10, about 10 more minutes. Okay. So the one I have next is
1: sort of one of those sh- should I still be this interested in cartoon type of movie. <laughs> and th- this title is called Batman Gotham Night. Okay. So the gist of this is what makes it unique is that it's six stories or interlocking stories that are of Batman, but they're animated. But they're all animated in distinctly in distinct animation styles. Okay. You've got some absurdist looking drawings, some more realistic. You've got things that look like uh, anime cartoons. But while they all look different, all the stories link together. And, I mean, the, the story is a traditional Batman trying to, you, you know, he's tracking down some villains who are, uh, you know, threatening Gotham don't really need to go into that but but the issue or what i loved about it is just the visuals so we do have a trailer for that okay all right
0: let's go to the trailer
1: i'm willing to put my life on the line to do what i have to but it has to be mine no one else's
0: Tells you that there's a lot of action going on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a Yeah, but it, it is very
1: action-packed because, the music is is consistent. Trust me. Yeah. Now, now, when, when was this one? Oh. Uh, when? Yeah. Oh, so this was made in 2000.
0: Okay. And
1: one of the things you, you got to think about: this is Warner Brothers' Animation. And before they did this, Warner Brothers had jumped into animation with a sh- a short block of sh- or a block of shorts called the Animatrix, which were based on the Matrix movies. oh uh,
0: yeah, I, I have those. Yeah.
1: So, so this I would say is a continuation of that style. One of the other things I really love about this, it's I can watch it over and over again, is that the voice of Batman mm-hmm. is. Well, Batman is voiced by Kevin Conroy, and he is, I would say, my favorite Batman, whether it be on film, live animation, uh, from Adam West, who is great, but Kevin Conroy, I think, really defined Batman. And he's still voicing him today. Oh, really? In different elements. But, so you've got this, you've got his voice, which is your anchor. Mm Mm-hmm. But, again, all these different versions of Batman. Now, because it's these vignettes, I'll say my favorite vignette of them all is one called, Have I Got a Story for You? Mm -hmm. And what, in this uh, story, it's sort of like a, I want to say like a Rashomon thing, where, where this is how these three kids who have a chance encounter with Batman all recall that experience very differently. And, and and again, in doing this, they visualize Batman in different ways. One kid sees him as a cyborg. Another one, because Ooh. he's so stoic and I am the Batman. Another one sees him as just a shadow because he's so stealthy. Mm-hmm. And another one sees him as the man bat, like a monster. But all of these kids have their different version of him. But get, this is animated, so you get to see that interpretation. And it's if you want to prescribe a... a, a a message or moral to this. It's about imagination and that about approaching things from a different point of view, but you could still, you know, tell a wonderful story or get your point across. So that's, I think that's what keeps me coming back to it. And so it makes it a guilty pleasure for me. You know, it's when it went straight to video, it's, is a cartoon, but really I could just have this rolling or playing on a loop 24-7 24-7 and just watch it. Go to sleep, wake up, still be totally engaged and totally interested in it. And I have. <laughs> so, oh, okay. you know, uh, like I'll, I'll, I can watch this. I can watch it so many times. Mm-hmm. And, it, you know, if, if you're listening out there and you want to check this out, you can actually check it out for free online. Uh, just go to the WB uh, Warner Brothers websites and you should be able to find the vignettes as individual clips but it's definitely worth the watch and if you're into animation or anything uh, mm-hmm. you're going to love it.
0: So you say Kevin Conroy, he's the uh, he's the one who's voiced him. Yes. Okay. So he's
1: so there was a time when they
0: used to have the Batman cartoon on primetime.
1: Mm-hmm. He was a the voice then and he's voiced them through generations have known him from that Justice League, Justice League Unlimited, you know, he's he's just recently kind of stepped back. From voice being the predominant voice of Batman, but he still voices him. right and I, when I say recently, maybe in the last three years, so that's what they're
0: saying he's he is the Batman. Well you know, I think voice actors and uh, you mentioned that he's your favorite, <laughs> and to me that that makes sense because as a voice actor, that is truly that is your only medium of of embodying the character. Of getting things across unlike when you if you're sitting in front of the the camera then it's the whole body so that's the only thing that that he's had to focus on it's it's just his just the voice so and
1: and again since you don't have you don't have a cheat of using your facial expressions you've really got to be on
0: yeah okay all right so my last one and i'm debating i'm not even i'm not even going to pull up the the trailer for this one i'm just going to mention it so if you haven't seen it uh, if you're curious enough you might go check it out yourself and that is a movie called they live uh they live came out in 1988 uh there was a a, uh professional wrestler he was still wrestling i think at the time um rowdy roddy piper piper's pit yep and keith david uh to uh, those of you who may know him today from uh, what's the latest thing? Uh, Greenleaf. Okay. Yeah, uh, and I think that's that's on Netflix. So he's been around, but he's also a very Keith David, Keith David is a very accomplished uh, voice actor as well. Um, but this one of the, the great things about this movie, and I'll give you the premise very very easily, is that the Earth has been invaded by aliens, and they are in. Uh, and they 've basically taken over, and they have everybody in a sort of a mental fog by they're using subliminal seduction uh so to speak, so they got billboards up that will tell you to be passive and listen to authority obey, know. spend money yes, obey spend money yeah they, literally the the billboards say obey, and this guy comes there's a resistance there's always a resistance. And a guy comes across, uh, Roddy Piper, comes across a pair of these glasses that allow him to see uh, see reality as it is. So he sees these people, these aliens walking around, and they look like skeletons walking around. And, uh, and he has this huge fight with Keith David.
1: The greatest fight in cinematic history. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: By far. Yeah. I mean, it was a knockdown drag out I think it was about four minutes at yeah least. it was it was the longest probably one of the longest fights uh that I that I rec- recall seeing uh and it didn't look I mean there was nothing glamorous about it you know it was nothing glamorous about it but it was a it was a really uh it was a really great movie that was also one of those movies when I mentioned uh my father is that we had a long talk after that
1: one. Oh, there's a lot and they live there's a lot
0: yeah so, uh so what are your, what are your honorable honorable mentions? Let's let's throw a few out there.
1: Well, one is classic. Yeah. But you got to see it uptown Saturday night.
0: Um
1: directed Bill Cosby. By Bill Cosby, Sidney Sidney yeah. It's 1974. It sprung it it inspired two sequels, mm-hmm. but you know, th- that was amazing. Uh, the Watchmen. Yeah. Down Periscope. Uh, Kelsey Grammer and And Tom Arnold yes yes and uh... oh yes and then any Hallmark movie
0: I I admit it (laughs) I admit it that's why that one's last (laughs) okay Um, alright so I'm going to throw a few out just on the and and it's not really animated because it's more computer animation Uh, but the Incredibles okay one of my you know all time favorites. I can still watch that uh anytime. Uh just just love that one. Um The Last Dragon. Oh gosh. Yes. Yes. The Last Dragon. Uh just to hear that, you know, Leroy <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Who's the Master? Oh yes. <laughs> uh that yeah, that's and I guess that's a period piece for me too, you the know. Bruce just, Leroy. Yeah, that. Bruce, Bruce Leroy. Leroy. So if you don't know about uh The Last Dragon and Timac, the brother that played um uh Bruce Leroy mm-hmm. that brother still looks like he did then wow, yeah, I mean he is he's in phenomenal shape, and he's like fifty something or whatever, but yeah, I mean, whatever he's doing, and I think he wrote a book, so you know, get the book, I should get <laughs> the book uh, and what is my last one you know what? I'm, gonna right oh. I'm gonna cut it off right there I'm gonna cut off right there, so there's yeah. so many it's- yeah yeah i'm I'm sure I'll find one. Uh, tonight. <laughs> All right, uh Radio Islam family, hope that you have enjoyed uh the conversation. Uh maybe found it a little entertaining and maybe piqued your curiosity a little uh curiosity a little bit. If you don't know those movies, uh maybe you will. You get a few spare minutes to uh, check them out. So, that being said, uh on I I say thank you again for another thank great conversation. Thank you.
1: Thank you, uh Radio Islam family. It's great to be here again.
0: And we're looking forward to, to our next one. So hopefully uh, sometime February.
1: No, oh, yeah. It's it's going to be sooner rather than later. I'll tell yes. you that
0: much. Good, 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 good. All right. Uh, we want to thank our engineer over at WCEV, Leonard. Thank you very much, sir. It was my fault. Leonard, uh, the impressive one, Ibrahim says that it was not his fault, <laughs> uh, that little glitch <laughs> we had earlier. Uh, yeah, yeah. We're sorry about that. Uh, not my <laughs> bad. <It's my> bad. <laughs> All right. Um, I'm your host producer, Tariq Elamine. Um our executive producer is Abdul Malik Mujahid. And the views expressed tonight are those of the host and guest, not to be taken as those of Sound Vision Inc. We look forward to talking to everybody Monday. Have a great weekend. Be safe. Do something purposeful. And inshallah, God willing, we will be back with you Monday. So we're going to leave you now as we greeted you. Assalamu alaikum. May the peace that only God can give be upon you. It <music> can